Good morning, everybody. It's good to see everyone. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning the Samach Bez in Maseches Psachim. But we'll start with the last line of Samach Al from the Bez, Amar of Ashi, Ella Amar of Ashi. Before Andrew gets trigger happy with his turning the page finger, we'll just reorient ourselves because we're in the middle of, uh, of something. But really, it's uh, it, there is a little bit of a, of a fresh little starting point here. First, let's just discuss what's our topic. Let's reorient. Sule Carbonos, right? The mission was talking about different ways that Carbonos can be puzzle. So we talked about the concept of shinui bailim. You have the kavana, right, that I'm shechting this not for me, but for someone else. We talked about the idea of shinui kodesh. You have the concept of I have kavana that this korban pesach is a shlamim or vice versa. Okay. Then our Mishnah talked about the korban pesach in particular. Psulish, right, psulim, when you're shechting it, shalola ochlov, right? You're shechting it and you have kavana to exclude anybody who can eat it. We're talking about not a mixture, but exclude everybody who could eat it. Or to shinu leminuyav, in regards to the Karm Pesach, there has to be a minion sign-up, right? An Ador minion sign-up. So, yeah, you're shechting it for the Kavana that nobody that signed up in the Chabura, you're not shechting it for them. Or le'arelim, or le'tmeim. These are, right, things that are unique to the Karm Pesach, that an RL, somebody who's uncircumcised, or somebody's tummy, can't um, be involved in the Karm Pesach. So now, Samach Aleph Amud Beis on the very top, Shachtu Lemolin, which is not, we're not going to read the Amud Beis of Samach Aleph, but it started with a rare case, and that's where we pick up. The entire Samach Aleph Amud Beis was an analysis of a machlokis, Rabba and Rav Chista, okay? And the case is a unique case as follows. The case was, Shachtu, this is the very first line on top of Samach Aleph Amud Beis. Shachtu Lemolin, Almanashi Skaprubo, Arelin Bezrika. Such an unusual, interesting case. Right, we say that you can't shecht for the right for having the circumcised, the uncircumcised in mind. Right, you can't shecht for arelim in mind. What if you have it shechting in mind that the shechita stage of what you're doing in the korban pesach is going to be for people who have gotten bris mila, on the condition that later on when you do, as we discussed, the procedure of of karbanos, when you do the zrikas hadam, I have everybody in mind. I have the not everybody in mind. I have the only the arelim in mind. Like they're going to get a kapar from the zrikas hadam. Whatever you were thinking when you made this uh, declaration, this was the declaration you made. So again, if you break it down, Londis, I guess, the Shechita component was Lemolin, which is okay, but it was on the condition that a later stage of the carbon would be for Arelim, which is not okay. So is that kosher or is that puzzle? So if Chista said it was puzzle, and Rava said it was kosher. And the whole Salchal from Beis is talking about a Peshat, um, which interestingly enough, Rava himself gave and now the very last line is El Amar Ravashi. What is the machlokas of Chista and Rabba? The Pshat is involved. It is, ends up being challenged by Ravashi over here, Matifla uh, Ravashi, because of a Xeris Akasov, which in itself is a fascinating, striking Xeris Akasov. It, it gives what the art school, I never saw this in the art school before. The, the consequence of that Xeris Akasov is uh, an interpretation which art school says involves the uncomfortable necessity of saying that the Bryce's words refer to some other matter. <laughs> you know, so this is, this got, um, this got involved, and again, the idea that Rab himself gave interpretation, now Ravashi is giving another interpretation, is is uh, also discussed over here. So there, there, there was some action that was missed yesterday um, when I uh, didn't have the opportunity to, to uh, say it over. But be that as it may, we now are, as we said, in a fresh new spot here because we have Ravashi's explanation, which we're going to get into, of the Machlokas of Chista and Rabba. So again, Rav Chista says that if you shecht, for the case of Molin, Amnachi Skaprubo Arelin Bezrika, it's puzzle, and Rabba says it's kosher. As we turn and arrive at some place of Aleph, Behai Korakamifligi. They are arguing about the interpretation of the following puzzle. The Okay, right? So the Pasuk says, What is the topic of this Pasuk? It's talking about Zrika. Now when you do the Avoda of Zrika, it basically teaches you that you can't have Shinui Bailam by Zrika, right? Because it says, with regards to the Avoda of Zrika, 
Allah v'loch avera. You see that? That when you do the zrika, this is in the first, this is the fourth part, pasuk in all of Ayikra. When you do the zrika, you have to do it alav v'loch chaver. What does alav v'loch chaver mean? So Rabba savar chavero dumya diday, mahu dvar kapara av chavero dvar kapara, which is to say, Rabba holds that right when you have an intention of a shinoi balim, the shinoi balim has to be somebody who's similar to him. It has to be just like. The Baal that you have an intention to have a Shinoi Baalim with, right, is a Barkapara, which means that he's been circumcised. Achavero, right, and the person that you are excluding also has to be a Barkapara. This is ironic. You see the irony? Because again, the idea here is like this. According to Rabbah, la puke hai oral de la Barkaparahu, says the Gemara. That according to Rabbah, Arelim, who don't have a Brismila, are not a Barkapara, therefore they're not excluded in the Pasuk. Which means that if you had kavana for Arelim to do this rika for Arelim, it would be, remember, what's Shita's Rabbah? Rabbah says it's kosher. Rabbah says, basically, you're, you, uh, you might be familiar from last cycle of Tznai al Mashakasav Batorah, right? That, it, that it's meaningless. In other words, it's meaningless to say, I am going to have a Shinui Bailim. So this is part of why it's important to have the introduction. The, the, there is a psal here of Shinui Bailim. And the Pasuk in Vayikra says that when it comes to Zrika, that you can't have Shinoi Bailin by Zrika. You can't have a different person, right, uh, doing the Zrika than what than you had in mind for the Shrita. However, that Pasuk, according to Rabbah, is only excluding Barkaparas. It's only excluding people who are in the game, right? As opposed to Arelim, if your Kavana was that in the Zrika, I'm changing the Baal of the Skorban from uh, a Barkapar, from a regular. Uh, you know, circumcised individual to somebody who was not able to have a bismillah, it's as if you did nothing. It's as if you didn't do shinui bailim because they're not bakapar anyway. So it was like as if that was meaningless. So that's how this is learned. So therefore, what Ravashi is saying is that the machlokas, Rabban Rav Chista is, the Rabbah holds that when the Pasuk excluded, right, shinui ba- and taught us that you can't have shinui bailim, it was just excluding people who are, uh, had a, right, a bismillah. But Rav Chista says the Gemara, in contrast, savar hai arel nami, that in arel, is also excluded in that pasuk, and therefore, if you had kavana as you were shechting, that the zrika would be for the sake of a relim, then actually that would pass all the korban. Why? Says Rav Chista, Kevin de Barkaparahu. An amazing, amazing idea that since he is in fact still chayev in Pesach, now we're talking about Jews here. When we say a relim here, we're not talking about a relim like sometimes we refer to as non-Jews as a relim by the fact that they don't have the mitzvah of bris milah. No. Here it's talking about somebody who could not have a bris milah uh, for whatever reason, a medical reason, or is for whatever reason a Jew that did not have a bris milah. Okay, so he has the chiyuv of korban pesach, right? And since he has the chiyuv of korban pesach, he must be included in this pasuk. Why? An incredible idea. Hoil de iboi mesakein nafshe. But if he wanted to, he could actually get bris milah. And therefore, when the pasuk is saying Allah v'lo chavero, the cutoff point, so to speak, isn't whether someone is an RL or not, but it's just whether someone has a chiyuv korban pesach or not. Right? And so the machlokas would be Jews who have a chiv of Korban Pesach but do not have a brismila. Where Rabbah would say, well, the cutoff point is before that. They, they're Arelim, they're excluded in the Pasuk. And Rav Chisra says, why? They're, they're mechuyiv um, in Korban Pesach and they can go ahead and get a brismila. Now, you could ask, well, what do you mean they go ahead and brismila? When you had the Kavano, when you did the, the Korban, they didn't have a brismila yet. So why are they excluded? So that's just an application of the idea of Hoel. It's just however you interpret the Pasuk. In other words, it's what the Pasuk is saying. The Pasuk is saying they're not excluded because they have the potential. Okay, to do the bris milah. Okay, so now the Gemara is going to get into a fascinating irony. The fascinating irony is that Rav Chista here holds of the concept of hoil, back to hoil. Hoil, as we know, literally means since, 
Okay? So it, but, but it really is, speaks to an idea of we look at potential as opposed to facts on the ground. This is something that Andrew does not believe in. Andrew believes in the concept of show me the money, show me the facts on the ground. He's a very practical individual. He doesn't like theoretical potentials, as well he likes it, but he likes to see those potentials actualized. Well, the irony is the Rav Chista here is holding a hoil and he's saying these people will potentially get circumcised. But here's the point, that in the classic um, application of hoil, which is hoil, the orchim will come, right, which we learned in Memvav already, the idea of whether you can cook on yantiv, right, uh, whether you can cook on Yantiv, that's on, right, for, for, for Chol, right, let's say Yantiv is on Tuesday, can you cook on Tuesday and later in the day when you know that it's going to be Mote Yantiv? So we said that the only reason we'd be able to be allowed to do so is maybe Orchim will come and the cooking that you're doing will be for these potential guests. Well, isn't it ironic that Rabbah does not hold of oil here, Rav Chisa holds of oil here. When it comes to that machlokis, the same machlokis of oil with regards to cooking on Yantiv, the uh, positions are switched. Rabbah famously does hold of oil, and Rechista does not. So the question is, which is it? Do you hold of oil or not? The machlokas of oil is flipped here as it is uh, relative to the classic case. Let's see this in the Gemara. Fun stuff, I promised you, Andrew. Umi Isla Rechista hoil, there was Rechista who holds of this potential of somebody getting a first meal, I really hold of oil, Val Itmar, we said already, I'm in Bav, and then later in Masechus Beza, maybe we learn it soon. Ha'ofa mi yotav l'chol. Person who, as we say, he bakes, okay, on Tuesday, which is Yativ for tomorrow. Rechisa Amar Loke, Rechisa says he's going to get Makas, and Rabba Amar Eina Loke. Rabba says it's okay. Why does Rabba say Eina Loke? This is the Mara. Rabba Amar Eina Loke, Amin and Hoyle, Vimik, Loyle, Orchim, Chazile. Hashtanami, Chazile, Velo, Lucky, right? That you don't get Malkas because if the guests would arrive, it would be there for them, and it would be fine that he, uh, that he baked for them, and therefore, even now, because of that potential arrival of guests, it's going to be okay, and you're not going to get Malkas. There's a little bit of a discussion we're not going to get into about this penalty of Malchus versus Derisus versus Derbanan. It's um, not for now. Be that as may, Rav Chista Amar Loke. Rav Chista, in that case, even though in our case over here of having the oral in mind, he says that he, he holds of Hoyle. In that classic case of baking on Yantiv, he says you get Malchus because lo Amin on Hoyle, because we don't save Hoyle. Okay. So therefore, which is it? So the Gemara is going to explain now how one could hold Hoyle by one case and not by the other and vice versa. Acts follows. I can understand Rabba, who does not hold of Hoyle in the case of Aral, but does hold of Hoyle in the classic case of baking on Yatev. Right? Here in the case of Pesach, it's ready-made, right? Um, in other words, the, uh, sorry, the, the other way around. In the case of Pesach, right? He is a mechuser maisa, right? It's not only that you're waiting for actual guests to come. You have to see, you have to see from the perspective of the, of the baker, okay? So let's say Barry's the baker. So Barry already baked, is already baking the stuff. Whether guests come or not is out of his control, but there's no additional maisa that Barry needs to do to bring the guests. In other words, we're not talking about, right, uh, necessarily a chiyuf to invite the guests still or to go out and get them. It was in a culture where guests come over to your house, whether invited or uninvited. This is already happening, by the way, in Baltimore on Nachal Rusk. Uh, our house seems to always be filled, uh, even as soon as people get vaccinated or, or have gotten, already gotten the um, virus, they, they seem to come celebrate over at our house. But be that as it may, so you, you never know when the guests are going to be coming. So that's not what we call Mechusar Meister. That means that he's already ready made. He doesn't need to do anything. That's why Rabbah holds of oil, because that potential eventuality is at hand already. There's nothing more that needs to be done. But the reason why he doesn't hold that in the case of a person who's bringing the carbon is because there's not something that's, going, that's just going to na- naturally potentially take place. The potential needs to be, right, sort of initiated with an actual act of bris milah. He's mechuser meiser. So that is a different kind of oil. You're not counting on something to happen. You're counting on somebody to do something. That's a different thing. That's already not just waiting for latent potential. That's something that a person, that, that requires a meiser. It's just an extra step. 
And that is why, when it comes to anticipating Orchim, since you don't have to do anything extra, so then we're going to already say that we're going to allow you, Rabbi holds of Hoel in that case. Whereas in the case of waiting for an RL to become a circumcised person, that's a different thing, because you're not waiting for something that can happen organically, you're waiting for somebody to actually do something, and that's called Mechus or Misa, and in the case of Mechus or Misa, Rabbi does not go that far to hold of Hoel. That is Pashit. Right, the Gemara thinks why Rabbah would hold of one and not uh, would hold of Hoel in the classic case of cooking and not in our case. But why would why would Ruchista, who holds that Hoel is okay in the case of a person where you actually need him to circumcise himself, why would he not hold of Hoel when it comes to Orchim? So we're going to see, as the Gemara says, El Ruchista, Ruchista, Kasha, Kasha on Ruchista himself. So this is the Gemara. Amri ki leislei lerav, Ruchista Hoel lekula, but lechumra islei. Aha, that Ruchista isn't really talking so much about lumdas. He just says, you know what? Me'ikar I don't really hold of this idea of Hoel. See, Rav Christo is coming out looking like Andrew here. We always thought that, um, that Rav Christo was like Andrew because he doesn't hold of Hoel when it comes to baking, right? He wants to see facts on the ground. So we say, okay, Rav Christo, if you want to see facts on the ground, why are you allowing this RL? So he's saying, really, I'm not allowing this RL. But I'm just saying, Me'ikar I don't hold of Hoel. But you know what? Here, if you're going to hold of Hoel, then that's going to mean that I can have a Chumrah here. Because I'm going to say that if you had kavana for Arelim to do the Zrika, I'm going to pass all your Korban. So, you know, I've, to, to hold of someone's potential and to say for a Kula to bring guests, that's potential. I want to see facts on the ground. I'm not going to hold it. But if you're going to say that I can get a Chumrah out of it, that'll take. Right? Because at least you know, it'll be more, um, right? Because at least we'll, we'll, we'll be more careful uh, by doing so. And that's a really a fascinating idea that he's willing to take on this Chumrah with regards to Korban Pesach. Uh, even there, you have um, a Tosfos here, Kilesle Lakula, that's pointing out that, you know, you're, you're sort of talking about the rices and how, how this concept can apply to the rices versus their abundance, right? Just to take it on as a Chumrah, Ayin Sham. But we do have a, uh, an agenda today, which is to try to finish as much of the Daf before Shabbos as we can. So I uh, highly recommend Iyun um, in that area as well. But that was the fascinating machlokas of Chisto and Rabba with regards to Hawel, uh, both in the case of the Zrika on behalf of Arelim, as well as in the case of the classic case, what we call of Hawel, of baking on Yantiv. Okay, so now we're 16 lines down on Samach Bezom and Aleph, and we're getting back to something that we discussed yesterday on Samach Aleph and Bezos Falls. Amalei Marzutra Beridir of Mari Laravina, Ketani Hawel Orla Poselis Vituma Poselis, right, we had taught following the Brisa. We said that Orla is Poselis, and Tuma is Poselis when it comes to a Korban Pesach we're talking about. And then we said, We just said, just like with regards to Tuma, if you have a partial Tuma, uh, we don't pass the whole Korban. Similarly, if you have partial, right, Orla, we don't pass the whole, what does partial Orla mean? So now the Gemara is going to flesh this out, pun intended, I guess, not intended, fine, pun not intended, and we're going to uh, discuss what exactly is this case. So as follows. Hi, Tuma, hey, dummy. What, what do we mean when we say partial Tuma? So we say, right? If you say that you had, let's say, on your carbon sign up for the carbon Pesach, some people were Tame, some people were Tahar. Okay, so that, that Umaylo also makes us Tuma Tuma. So what does the Bryce mean that it's not going to make it completely Tuma? Because says the, says the Gemara, the Ika Arba Vachamisha Gavri Tmeim, the Arba Vachamisha Gavri Tahorim, Lo Pastahut Tmeim, Le Tahorim. So you're going to say, what is this, a Chiddush? You're going to say that, let's say you had a Korban Pesach sign up, half the people were Tameh. So what's the Chiddush here? That if half the people are in your, in your Chabura of a Korban Pesach are Tameh, that the Korban Pesach isn't Puzzle? So that's, uh, that should be obvious. And that should be obvious, Gabi Orla also, right? Says the Gemara, Gabi Orla, Nami Halo Pasle. If half the people in your, right, Corbin Pesach registry were Aurelim, that also wouldn't puzzle the Corbin. Why? Because we had in our Mishnah. Our Mishnah says explicitly, it's none. Lemulin Villa Aurelim Kasher. Remember, in our Mishnah, it was only puzzle if it was only Aurelim. In other words, if you had in mind only Aurelim, only Tameim, that was the Lashon of our Mishnah. That that's when the Corbin Pesach was being puzzled. But you're allowed to have mixed, a mixed crowd in your Corbin Pesach right? If you have it, La Aurelim and Right, and, and Lamulin, 
right? Or l'tameim and l'tahorim. So then the fact that you have the mulin and the tahorim there makes it so that at least you can say that the carbon itself is good. It doesn't possible the carbon, right? This isn't like um, having a little bit of treif in your kosher burger. This, is, this isn't like having a kosher burger with bacon on it, Khalila, right? Where just having some treif possibles it. This is a different dynamic. This is your shakhting the carbon pesach and in order for the carbon pesach to, for that shita and for that process to be kosher for the kosher people. So there have to be some kosher people there, some people who are tahorim, some people who are gemalt. But to have some Arelim and some Tommy people, we know that that's okay. The Mishnah says it's a favorite. So the question here is, why is it, what, what are we learning by saying that Orla and Tuma are comparable, right? It says, In other words, right, that we said that just like we know that Tuma obviously is okay, so too, by, by Mixus Tuma, so too it's okay by Mixus Orla. But the question is, both of those cases are equally obvious in our Mishnah. And therefore, what are we learning to Orla from Tuma that was obvious by Tuma and not obvious by Orla? That's what the Gemara is asking. So the Gemara, Ravina answers, Ela betumas basar. Ah, it must be saying that it's not talking about, oh, some people are Tame and some people are Relim, because with regards to that, we already have the parish Mishnah to say that that's okay. It must be referring to the Tuma of the meat. Aha. Now, once you say that the meat is tame, so that's a little different. Let's see how we can apply that, like this. What does it mean when it says that we didn't make a partial meat tuma, like a total tuma, like this? That if one of the limbs of the actual carbon pesach became tame, then, then we can do, we can burn only the one that became tame, and the others we can already eat. Birnbaum pointed out this can only really be true after you cut the pieces, right? Because after if the animals entirely intact and becomes Tameh, then he assumes that it's the whole thing is going to be Tameh. But anyway, okay. Marzutra, in the meantime, challenges that possibility as follows. He says, Wait a minute. What case are you talking about? But Tumas Basar, you're talking about Tumas of Meat, Ema Sefer. Well, if that's the case, then the end of the Brisa says, How does it be the Hemshach of that Brisa says that we, we are learning something about that idea, right? When we're talk, talking about the Arelim, that's not applicable to all Karbanos. Okay, right from something else, right? The tumah that's also not applicable to all karbanos. In other words, right? The hemshech of the brisa is saying that we're learning a unique idea of carbon that's unique to carbon pesach here. Well, tumah is not an idea that's unique to carbon pesach. Tumah's basar is something that we deal with in the base makers every day with all karbanos. Right? We're always careful with tumah's basar. So we say al zman. Right, and don't say that has to do with zman because that was the hemshach of the brisa. Right, the brisa was saying that the normally, let's say, you say I'm going to bring a korban shlamim. So this this was a big discussion yesterday where you said right the idea of zman that let's say you said you're going to bring a korban shlamim in June and you end up bringing the korban shlamim in July. So well nobody nobody has a problem with that because there's no timestamp on it. But obviously the korban pesach has a very specific timestamp because it's a very specific time that you're supposed to be bringing it. So that's something that's ain't annoyed because of vachim. So that's why you can't talk about its time. So similarly. So similarly, but but even though it's not no right, even though it's typically not no egg, um, behold, uh, even though it's not particularly, it's particular to the carbon pesach, it still is something that is no egg because they still are time specific. So even zman we said can't be a category because even zman is something that is considered no egg So certainly tuma is says the gemara. So tuma, if we said the tuma of meat. So the, of, of the right of the basar, so then certainly that is noeg b'cholaz vachim as well. So again, this is just another way of saying this can't be uh, the topic. The topic can't be one of Thomas basar because Thomas basar is something that is really something that we are noeg b'cholaz vachim, meaning it's something that we're concerned in uh, every single carbon that it not become tummy. In other words, all I was saying with regards to the backdrop of the carbonos was that we were talking before about having kavana for a Pesach and shlamim, shlamim on Pesach, and there it seemed like shlamim had a wider range. But we're saying even 
even those carbonos is something when you're talking about the timing of, of carbonos is something that we're concerned about even within shlomim even within every carbon but certainly tumas basar is something that's knowing for every carbon and we're looking to learn to something that isn't knowing for any carbon that, that's something that's specific to carbon pesach uh-huh. so if it's specific to carbon pesach it can't be tumas basar el pshita says the gemara the tumas gavri well it's obviously we're talking about tumas gavri umai ain't knowing bechol vachim and yet if we're talking about tumas gavri so then what does the brisa mean when it says it's not knowing to call vachim the following Right, that we said that when it comes to regular carbonus, and this is actually in fact the halacha, right, that an arl and a tame are allowed in fact to bring carbonus, but they're not allowed to bring a korban obviously. So therefore, it has to be reisha betumas basar v'seifa betumas kavre. So you're going to say the only way that you're going to make it work, right, where you have to have something that is again, we're learning something specific to carbon pesach from something that's in generally true of all carbonus. That's supposed to be the chiddush of the structure of the brisa. And so, what are you going to say? That you're going to learn something for Tumas uh, Gavra, which is specific to Korban Pesach, from something which is Tumas Basar, which is applicable to all Karbanas? But you're going to say that the first part of the Bryce is talking about Tumas Basar, and then the second part of the Bryce is talking about Tumas Gavre? That seems to be an, uh, an unusual construction. But that is, in fact, the suggestion of, right, Ravina. So, so, so when Marzucha challenged him, Ravina answered, Amalei, in, yes, that's in fact the construction of the Bryce, so you're right. You're right that it's an unusual construction, but the first part is talking about Tumas Basar, and the second part is talking about Tumas Gavra, and that's how the Limud in the Brisa goes, right? And therefore, but what's the underlying consistent feature that is consistent throughout the Brisa is as follows. Amalei in Shem Tumaka Parech, because the Brisa is really just talking about Tuma. In other words, whether it starts off as Tumas um, Basar and ends up at Tumas Gavri, True that that's a little bit of a weird construction, but at the end of the day, it's still maintaining the same topic of Tumah throughout, from the beginning all the way through to the end of the Brisa, and therefore that topic is consistent, and Ravina is comfortable enough with that, saying that that Brisa reads straight. Okay. Now they're going to say a possible alternative answer to this. Maybe you're going to say, Maybe the entire Brisa is in fact talking about Tumah Basar. And what does the Brisa mean when it says that you learn something that ain't Noeg Vachim in the end? So we're going to say here like this, that even within Tumas Basar, there is something that's unique to Korban Pesach that is not applicable to other Karbanos, as follows. That when it comes to other Karbanos, it doesn't matter whether the Chalev or the Basar, right? Every piece of flesh has some fat on it, right? So it doesn't matter whether the Chalev becomes Tamei, or Ben Shanei Basar, or Chalev Kayim, or whether the Basar becomes Tamei, Zorek has Adam, right? The Kohen is still going to throw the blood. In other words, um, you have to, right, you have to have all of it, right, if either some of the meat still remains or some of the chalef still remains, you can still do the zrik Adam. You need to have both, right, nitva, chalef, ubasar, kayan, zorik es adam, nitma, basar, chalef, kayan, ena, zorik es adam, bepesah, right? So again, that in the case of a regular korban, if either the chalef or the basar gets tameh, then you do the zrik Adam. Right, the ilu bepesach. But when it comes to korban pesach, again, nit machelav basar kayim zorik es adam, nit ma basar bechelav kayim ena zorik es adam. Which is to say that in the case of the korban pesach, there is a unique halacha, which is if the basar, if the meat of the korban pesach becomes tamei, and even if the chelav is intact, whereas in a normal korban you would still be able to do the zrik as adam by a korban pesach, you cannot do the zrik as adam. In order to do the zrik as adam by a korban pesach, the meat has to not be tamei. Uh-huh. So we see, we see, we, we maintain the idea of tumas of Thomas Basar throughout the Brisa, and we have found something that's unique to Thomas Basar in the Brisa uh, over here that's unique to Korban Pesach. So the Gemara asks, Mayu Kimta. Wait a minute. So what's the case you're talking about? But Thomas Basar, if you're going to say with Thomas of the meat, so Ema Seifa, so then the, rest, the Seifa sounds like this. Right? You were learning something, right, that has to do with an RL, right, for which there's no exception from something which there is an exception to the rule, which is having the intention, right, in the, in the wrong, having intention for the wrong Zman. 
But but truma but but tuma rather isn't going to demonstrate anything um, to the contrary. Because because there is an exception to the rule. In other words, the structure is supposed to be that you're supposed to learn something where there's exception arelim from something where there is no exception. However, tuma there is an exception. So bemai. So what kind of tuma is there an exception? So he says ilema as we turn to some bays and bays. If you're talking about the tumas basar with tumas meat, so hecha hutra. When is the tuma of meat ever allowed? So then we go back to Tumas Gavri, El Pshita Tumas Gavri. Obviously, we're talking about Tumas of people, Vehecha Hutra Miklala. And where is the exception of the rule? Bitsibor. In a case, by a Korban Pesach over here, in a case where some of the Tsibor became Tame, right, we're going to allow you to bring the Korban Pesach. So it turns out the ratio of Tumas Basar and Seifa Tumas Gavri. Okay, so then we go back to the original question. Are you going to say that the beginning of the Brit Rice is talking about Tumas Basar and the Seifa is talking about the Tumas of the individuals? The Marx says the same answer he gave before in Yes, Shame Tumas Kaparach. So we have to go back to the uh, answer that Ravina gave before that the concept of Tumas is a common thread that goes throughout the Brisa. And so we could start off by talking about Tumas Basar and then smoothly transition into Tumas Kavra. It's, a, it's better than starting with something, right, that's huch, that, that's Hutra uh, Miklala and not Hutra Miklala, okay? Or, uh, alternatively, the Baisema, Kula Batumas Basar, the Hecha Hutra Batumas Pesach, right? Maybe it's all talking about Tumas Basar, and then when is it permitted? We're going to say Batumas Pesach. It has to do with Tumas Pesach, it's not, because we learn, right, in a Mishnah that we will be learning in a few weeks, that Pesach Haba Betuma, Nechal Betuma, Shaloba Mitchilato, Ela Right, so we say that the case is that we know that Pesach actually can be brought even Betuma and can be eaten Betuma. So we see that that's the alternative way of understanding the Brisa. What is this idea that you could eat the Korn Pesach Betuma? It's because the idea of bringing Korn Pesach is in order to eat the meat. In other words, normally when you have Karbonos, Right, then the idea is you want to have the avoda, but the avoda of Korban Pesach is the eating of the meat of the Korban Pesach, which is why the Torah has an exception where it allows the Pesach to be brought even if most of the people are tame. Okay, and so even though they're going to make the meat tame, we're going to let them eat. Wait a minute. So we have the question of what happened in Pesach Mitzrayim that the people needed a Pesach Sheni. They said they couldn't eat it because they were tame. That's an interesting question that uh, Rabari Leibowitz, the great Tafiomi master, deals with, and we are not going to deal with it. But the bottom line is that if some people are are tar, then we allow them to bring the court. We allow the korban pesach to be brought. And we allow people to eat the korban pesach, even though some of the people are going to be tummy. And that is how we keep the brisa consistent. Okay, so now we're seven lines down in samach beis and beis, and we understand we're going to go back right to the idea of hoil. So you might recall that Rav Chista said hoil right that he likes the idea of hoil in the case where it's going to lead to a chumrah. That when it comes to a chumrah, hoil is okay. So says the gemara. Master Ravuna Bereder Yeshua. Okay, so we know that, by the way, do you know what kind of animal, since we're talking about, we're learning Pesach and talking about the Korban Pesach, do you know what kind of animal the Pesach says can be used? Sheep or, sheep or a goat, that's correct. Where did you learn, Andrew? That's pretty good. Okay, but we call it a kid or a lamb, because it can't be a grown sheep and a goat, it has to be within the first year, right? It has to be one, uh, one year old. So, so that's interesting, right? You can bring either, we think like, it, oh, it can only be one kind of animal. No, it could be a sheep or a goat, but it really has to be a kid or a lamb, because it has to be young. It has to be within the first year. Well, what if it's more than a year old? So let's see. Avrash Naso. What happened is, it was born, right, uh, it was born on Purim. Let's say it was born this year, it was born today. Okay. And you designated it as a carbon Pesach. But it can't, because, right, it's, it's going to be, it's not no longer going to be in its first year of life. So what's going on? Right? And now, what do you do? The Shechita was good. The time that you shechted it for carbon Pesach was good. But the animal was too old. So what's going to be the case? Let's see. Or you shechted other kinds of carbonos for the same, like the same Pesach. And again, the time that you shechted it was proper. 
Unlike before, we said you're shechting Korban Pesach in the middle of July. Here, you're shechting other Korbanos or a Korban Pesach that's over age, right? On the proper time, but it's an improper Korban. Rabbi Yezer Posel, Rabbi Yeshua Machir. Rabbi Yeshua holds that this Korban is valid. Now, again, it's not going to be valid as a Korban Pesach, right? Um, but it's still going to be considered a valid Korban, right? In other words, it's still going to count as a Korban. It's just not going to count as obvious as a Korban Pesach because it doesn't follow the parameters of a Korban Pesach. So the question is, Rabbi Yezer is Posel the Korban entirely, Rabbi Yeshua is Machir. Why? So Rav is going to explain the issue here. Time of Ismano. Okay. The reason that Rav holds that it's going to be, that it's going to be puzzle, right, is Hashalob Ismano Kasher. Is because if you, is only because you shechted it at the time of a Korban Pesach, right? But if you had shechted it, let's say, I don't know, three days before, prior to that, then it would be fine. It would be a fine Korban, right? Even if you said, um, let's say it was Purim and you're shechting this animal. It's already uh, over age. It would not be a valid Korban Pesach. And why somebody would do this, I don't know. But if for him and you're and you're saying, I'm, I'm saying, I'm doing this to shame Korban Pesach. Well, that's obviously ridiculous. It's not Arab Pesach. It's not his mind for the Korban Pesach. But it's still, it'll count as a Korban. It'll count, let's say, as a Shlamim. So the question is, Va'amai. It's an unbelievable question. We're bringing it back to Rav Chista's Hoel, guys. It says, Va'amai. According to Rav Chista, why should Rabbi Yezer say that the Korban is kosher altogether? We say, Name a Hoel Bismano Posa. We should say Hoel. He, you know, now he's all of a sudden all about Hoel, as long as you can use it as a Chumrah. He says, since if you shechted it on Erev Pesach, and it had all the Pesulim that of, of, Erev, uh, of a Korban that's supposed to be a proper Korban Pesach, right? So again, if you're shechting a regular Korban, and the Korban is like technically kosher, right? There's no mum in the animal, there's no physical inherent Pesul or any problem with the animal. The only problem is that you are declaring for some reason that's a Korban Pesach on Tuesday in July. So we're going to say, just bring it as a Shlamim, it's fine. The only thing that you said that was wrong was that you said it was a Korban Pesach, but it'll count as a Korban. That is what Rabbi Yezer holds. Uh, Rabbi Yezer says that, that, that it's puzzle, right? But, uh, if you, only if you did it bismana, right? But if you did it shalom bismano, it's, it sounds like he's gonna say that it's kosher. Everybody they, they agrees that it's kosher. But why would you say that's kosher if you're doing it in July? He says, you should say, since Rabbi Yezer holds that bismano posel, right? That if you said this idea that the Korban Pesach, on actual Pesach, now mind you, you're using an animal that's overage, or you're using something, right, you have some other psul in it. So certainly it's never going to count as a carbon Pesach. So since it's not going to count as a valid carbon Pesach, Shalobiz Manonami Posel. So it should also not be, all right, it also should not count in its proper time. So in other words, since you hold, Hoel should work L'Chumrah, then you can wait. In other words, since you can wait, to bring it, let's say you, you brought it on Purim. So since you could wait until Pesach to bring it, and if you had you waited until Pesach to bring it, everybody would agree that it, it would be, that it would be puzzle. So therefore, why is Rabbi Ezra going to say that it's okay when it's not brought in its proper time? In other words, according to Fchista, why is Rabbi Ezra not employing this concept of oil, lechumra? Wow. So the answer is, Amr Papa, shiny hasam. That case of the Korban Pesach was different. Well, we have Xer Sakasov. Xer Sakasov says, this is the Korban Pesach. Who behava yasov? The idea of who, Zevach Pesach who, means it has to be with the following condition in mind. Lo hu l'shumachim, v'lo achirim l'shmo, right? It can't be, you can't, uh, so we have this idea that you can't monkey around with this carbon Pesach. You can't bring the carbon Pesach, say that, oh no, this carbon Pesach is a shlamim. Then you can't bring other carbonos like a carbon shlamim and say, this is the carbon Pesach. Bizmana shehu pasal l'shumachim, achirim psun l'shmo, shlobizmana shehu kashal l'shumachim, achirim kasherim l'shmo. In other words, exeris akasim, that when it's the proper time, right? And it's carbon Pesach, and it's, so if it's car, if it's Erev Pesach, then it's going to be puzzle to bring the carbon Pesach and to say that it's a Shlamim, and it's going to be puzzle to give the Shlamim and say it's a Pesach. In other words, and this actually makes sense, an Erev Pesach rabbi is very sensitive to the Kavana. But an Erev Pesach itself, we want to make sure that your intention is to bring a carbon Pesach. I think it was Rabbi Simon Wolf who pointed out that this was actually going on in the base of Mikdash. 
uh, should be happening this year, Bezat Hashem. But on Erev Pesach, not everybody's bringing Korban Pesach. A lot of people also bring Korban Shlomim on that day also. So you do have to keep it straight, and there's a Gzair Sakasav that you have to have the right intention when you bring the Korban Pesach. That is on Erev Pesach, where we're very sensitive to this. What, however, the rest of the year, right, it wouldn't be possible, right? Shalom is mano, Right, if you're saying, if you're bringing a Korban on any other day of the year, so it's obvious that it's not a Korban Pesach. So then already this whole question, right, of whether you bring a Shlomim for as a Pesach or Pesach Shlomim, we're not sensitive to it anymore, because it's irrelevant. It's not Erev Pesach. It's not, so it, it's going to be kosher because we are going to be less stickler about that specific designation. In other words, we're stickler about bringing a Korban Pesach on Erev Pesach, which is the Zman of the Korban Pesach. But the rest of the year, we're not going to be um, as particular about it, and we're going to say that's kosher. That is the explanation for why we don't use Hoel, why we're not adding extra Chumras the rest of the year, simply because we have Xeris Akasav to say that we're more concerned about this specifically on Erev Pesach. To that, we say a relevant story. Story time. So everybody showed up for story time. You're going to love this story. Okay. Rabbi Simlai also like Hamei Derbi Yochanan. Rabbi Simlai wanted to develop a kasher. You know, like you have to when you want to develop a kasher with a Rebbe, so you ask him like sometimes questions, right? Even if you didn't necessarily have the burning question, you're just trying to initiate an interaction. Who wouldn't want to initiate an interaction with Yochanan, the great Rebbe in Eretz Yisrael? So Rabbi Simlai is in is in Israel for the year. He wants to develop a kasher with Yochanan. So I'm relay Nisnili Mar Sefer Yochsin. So I want to learn Sefer Yochsin with you. Sefer Yochsin was a sefer that we don't have anymore. It's um, a collection of a whole bunch of explanations on right uh, on the yuchsin of all the people and in, in explaining how people families right uh and the chronology and all the people's families developed it sort of like also explains a lot of psukim in context okay so it's just like a really involved kind of limud and i thought that would be a really cool thing to learn with Rabbi Yochanan. so Rabbi Yochanan was trying to deflect him so i'm alay he said where are you from so i'm alay load i'm from load okay so Rabbi Yochanan asked okay so that's where you're from and where do you live now so Amalei bin Naharda, right? So he was coming to Israel from the year from Naharda. So Amalei, so Rabbi Yochanan says to this young, right, brash Talmud who wants to have a chavrusa and say for Yochanan, says any donor lo ludim lo Naharda. The truth of the matter is that we learn say for Yochanan, but not with people from Lud or Naharda. So thanks for asking, but happens to be that uh, we have a policy about Lud Naharda. It's not a good idea. We see actually two pshatim in Rashi. Um, why that might be. It either might be they're just trying to deflect them, or it might be that those people uh, were haughty. Uh, that, the first thing I said is not in Rashi, but the idea is that he was trying to deflect them, either because those people considered that they had some sort of haughtiness and they didn't want to learn them, or maybe because they were all Bali Chuva and they were never mentioned in any of the Sefer Yuchsin, and it would be embarrassing to them. Be that as it may, he didn't want to learn with him in this Chavrusa. And you've got a, two strikes against you, right? You're from Lud and you live in Narda, so I'm definitely not learning Sefer Yuchsin with you. So, but you know, Rabbi Simlai knew that you just have to keep pressing, and the Rabbi could never say no for so long, and he pressured Rabbi Yochanan, and in, in the end, Rabbi Yochanan relented. So, Amalai, Nisni Bishloshi Yarchi. So, Rabbi Simlai had an idea. This guy was really ambitious. He said, Let's learn Sefer Yuchsin in the course of three months. All right, so at this point, Shakal Kala Basakwe. So, Rabbi Yochanan took a piece of earth and threw it in his face. <laughs> Why? Amalai, Rabbi Yochanan said, Uma Bruria de Visu de Rabbi Meir, there she is, Bruria, the famous wife of Rabbi Meir, Barte de Rabbi Hanani Betradion, the daughter of Hanani Betradion, who was right. Tragically killed and sorry, we get Malchus at the Sefer Torah wrapped around all this. The tiny class, Meash, Maisa, Sabiyoma, Bruria herself, right? She always wanted to learn. She was Tamachacham, but she couldn't learn like the classic, like Nashim Nazikin, so is, because she, right, was not allowed into the base of Medrash in that way. So she would go to Chachamim and learn 300 halachas a day. They said, you know, girls learn halacha. They don't learn, uh, they don't learn lambdas. They don't learn ksos and, and chaims. So fine. So she learned 300 halachas a day. Class Meash, Rabasa, from 300 different, um, so she said, you know what, I'll cap it at 300 halachas, and she'd go to 300. So she, you do the math, it's like, I don't know, nine, what is it, 90,000? She learned a lot of halachas every day. And when she took to the task of learning, say, for Yochsin, it took her three years. So he's saying, even Buria, who's a tremendous time of Chacham, took her three years. You're going to want to do it in three months? So, so in the end, 
Kishakil Ve'azel, so Rav Simlai realized this wasn't happening anymore, so he was leaving. So so he said to him, Rebbe, so now he's going to interact with him differently. and say, So as his parting word, what was the topic he decided to discuss? Unbelievably, our Mishnah, of all things. You have to say for Yuchzim, the next choice was this idea of what's the difference between and Ochlav Shalal Ochlav. So to that, Rabbi Yochanan responded, Since you're a nice young Yeshiva Bachar, you know what? You ask nicely, I'll tell you. Right? When you bring a Korban Lushma, or not Lishma, that affects the entire Korban. But that only affects uh, right, the individuals in your Chabura. Right? If you're saying it's Lishma or not Lishma, then you can't tell because that affects the entire Korban again. But if you're saying, uh, if you're offering for those who can eat it, those who can't eat it, you can identify which part of the Korban is in fact not L'Achila. Whether a Korban Lishma is something that affects it in any one of the four parts of the Avodah. But for eating, we say, as Rashi explains, that's only with regards to the Shechita, not to the all four components of the it affects a carbon receiver just like a carbon yachid, and and it only invalidates a carbon pesach with a chabura. In other words, tzibur b'yachid is something right that that has nothing to do with and shalolachlav. It has to do with lishma. But this whole idea of there's some people who are eating and some people are eating, so tzibur doesn't matter. Carbon yachid doesn't matter. It only matters with regards to pesach because it has that very unique aspect of the chabura, to which Rashi says In other words, the first two things that we said that you can't tell which part of the korban is referring to, that's the same thing as saying it's had iser, an iser guf of the korban, because that is the lishma, which affects the entire korban itself. So we stop here, it lines up from the bottom, on some of the days.